When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, what a morning we just had on Get Up. And the fun is going to roll over here to radio in a big way. Monday night mayhem, Michigan madness. So much to do, so little time. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. At the gun, the Denver Broncos have won here in Buffalo. And sadly, Eric, it was a game they completely frittered away in every way possible. Sucks. Shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. It's a lot of bad football. All right, I'm not sure a team is going to lose a game worse than the one the Bills lost last night. That's the call at the very finish of Monday Night Football after... Look, let's face it, the coach himself, Sean McDermott, called it inexcusable the way all that went down. And Graziano and uh, Dominique Foxworth, good enough to hang out after we wrap up Get Up. Let me just very quickly, for anyone who didn't see it last night, explain what happened. So after a lot of craziness and multiple Buffalo turnovers and a few great plays by Russell Wilson, it all came down to this. Nobody had a timeout left on a third down in essentially chip shot field goal range. The Broncos, on the third down with 24 seconds remaining, took a knee, ran their offense off the field, ran their field goal team on the field, and had plenty of time to set up and and kick a field goal, which went wide right. And the Bills had won, except that Buffalo had also run a bunch of people on and off the field before that that final play was snapped, and it turned out 12 of them stayed out there. So 12 men on the field, five-yard penalty, a 41-yard attempt became a 36-yard attempt, and of course, it's good. And as you heard there, the Broncos steal a win in Buffalo, one that could easily wind up costing the Bills a chance at the playoffs. So let's start with Dominique Foxworth. You have been a defensive player for years. Take us through all the ways Buffalo got that wrong. So the field goal block team, field goals are really hard to block. Field goal block team is traditionally just your base defense. They might sub in one or two guys to push, like bigger guys to push in the front. But it's normally your base defense. And we normally are pretty conservative because it's hard to block a field goal. You just want to ensure that the timing of the other operation is right. But in this situation, as you pointed out, Greeny, the the, – Broncos nailed the ball three times in a row. Forget that. Before that, when the Broncos first got the ball, they were down by one, and we all, everyone watching the game, everyone at the game, everyone who knows anything about football knew the Broncos' goal was to get in field goal range. Once they got in field goal range, then all the the, uh, Bills should be concerned about is making sure that they have the right personnel on the field. The Broncos nailed the ball three times in a row giving the Bills ample opportunity to get their right personnel on the field. And then inexplicably, the Broncos are running on their unit and running off their offense 
And the Bills are doing the same damn thing. And so as a defender, I don't know why they had to sub at that point. And also the point that Jeff made earlier, there should be lots of other checks in this process. So the special teams coach should be going through how many people, which people is supposed to be out there. The safety is normally the guy who's out there counting also. The head coach is also normally the one yelling on the sideline, make sure we got a person that right. Make sure we got this right. We are normally doing that at every situation. So not even at the end of game situation. If you're on the sideline and it's a third down, the special teams coach is already gathering up the punt team or the field goal team, depending on your field position. They're already doing it in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. If you are in the fourth quarter, the most important time, and that's normally like third down to fourth down. They went first down. All right, guys, they're going to kick a field goal in four plays. Okay? You ready? Everybody ready? Right. Okay, two plays. They're going to do it, guys. Everybody ready? Right. All right, this is the time to do it. Oh, what? What are we doing? Run, frantic, fire drill, field goal missed, and then 12 on the field. It's a mess. And the coach, uh, Sean McDermott, said afterwards, we practiced going from our dime defense to our field goal defense, Mm -hmm. and Jeff Saturday immediately said, why are they in dime in the first place, right? So they screwed that up before they even got a chance to screw it up. To Jeff's point, they were in dime earlier in that drive because they should be in dime. But then once they kneel the ball (laughs) three times in a row, why the hell are you still in dime? And to the original point I was making, it's so rare to block a field goal. So normally when we have a speed, a sped up process like that, the defense that's on the field, stay on the field. Just ensure that the other team does not make any mistakes. Like, you're not actually going to block the field goal. You, there's a higher percentage chance that there's a substitution error, as we saw, when mm-hmm. you're running people on and off, than if you're actually going to block the field goal. And I will mention the Denver kicker had missed two yeah. extra points exactly. earlier in the game. So, um, you know, there was not a lot of confidence. And, indeed, he missed the <laughs> kick there. So, Graz, I, I mean, wrong there's all so much to unpack from all of that. What, yeah. What, after two hours of thinking about it and talking about it on TV today, what are your primary thoughts? I just feel like Buffalo is really going to, obviously they're going to regret this, but I, like you look at what Buffalo, the, the game shouldn't have come down to the final seconds. This is a team, Buffalo team turned ball over four times. Uh, we saw a stat this morning that NFL teams with four or more turnovers in a game have lost their last 32. Like it's not, or 35, some, something ridiculous. You said 32 on TV. So, yeah. But I, yeah, yeah, but I may be wrong. I checked. Close enough. Okay. Yeah, it's 30 something. It's, it's a lot. lot of games. It's a ton of games. You're not supposed to win when you have four turnovers, and yet they were in a position where they certainly could have uh, if they had just run 11 onto the field instead of 12 for the missed field goal. So we have a Buffalo team that we're used to being one of the best in the league that's sitting here at 5-5. Five and five. That's down last night five starters on defense that has one real reliable wide receiver, right? Gabe Davis and Dalton Kincaid dropping balls. Doesn't have much of a run game. Like, their margin for error is very slim, and they made a lot of errors last night, and they still barely lost the game. So when you get to the end of the season, you're Buffalo, and you're thinking about windows closing, and you know, could we have maximized this, and could we? That that's a game that's going to stand out, and, and in all the wrong ways. And I keep coming back to this: they're trying to catch Miami in the AFC East. Miami beat Denver seventy to twenty. Like that that didn't come down to a Not field close. goal right. or twelve men on the field. Miami could have won that game with ten men on the field. Uh, and Buffalo ended up losing it at home, I- I- inexcusable, yeah. like Sean McDermott said. The scary thing about this, and I'm sorry if I'm spinning it too far forward, yeah. but the scary thing about this situation for the Broncos is, uh, Greeny, you hinted towards it, and we've been kind of dancing around it a few weeks, is the Bills' window 
Like they kept doubling down on their veteran players because they were like, we're making a run now. And it's mm-hmm. something I respect. Every step of the way, the decisions that they made, bringing in Vaughn Miller, paying the older guys to keep them around. And they drafted poorly. And they didn't really bring people in the draft that could immediately address the issues. And so their team is old and a bit injured yeah. and a bit too expensive. So like – at every point of the way, they kept doubling down. They kept keeping all their good players in and paying them what they had to pay mm-hmm. to keep them. And they're 13 seconds away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs and getting to the Super Bowl and Super maybe Bowl. winning. And then we look back at all the decisions and we say they were good ones. But right now, we're looking back at all of that and say they're setting themselves up for a step backwards before they can re-enter the championship conversation. Uh, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. And so then, as most things do, it comes down to the superstar quarterback. Josh Allen, um, again, I I feel like I need to say this before I make my other points. I said it on TV multiple times. Conservatively, 26 teams in the NFL would would give anything to trade quarterbacks with the Bills. So this is not about him not being a great player. But there's just that fatal flaw. You know, like you watch him and you think to yourself, he is Superman. He does... He does most things better than anyone in the game. Right. But the the mistakes and the recklessness, which leads to some mistakes every now and again, they're just killers, Dan. And I think it's time to give up on the idea that it's not always going to be that way. Yeah. The fatal flaw is that he throws the ball to the other team too much, right? I mean, he's literally leading the league in interceptions. You know, if Superman would come and save people from burning buildings, but like one out of every 10 he dropped... Like, that would not be good, right? I guess it would still be a yeah, net good, I mean, it, right? Yeah, but it wouldn't I be great. No, like, I, I you, made this analogy have... a long time ago when we were talking about it, his issues early on. is like he doesn't always have to use his laser vision. Yeah. Like, sometimes just fly up and safely get him down from the tree. But I, I will say that you have to understand that that's what you're going to get with him. And if you look at it in a different way is I think he's a great quarterback. And how many quarterbacks get to being great is by being really good most of the time and only having a couple minor area errors. He is outstanding. Yes. And then his errors are really big. Are. So I think it averages out. It looks more dramatic in games like this or games like the game against the Jets. But, I mean, and even this game, one interception wasn't really his fault. Right. But the interception he threw was really a terrible, a, terrible, bad throw. At a terrible time in the yep. game. Like a minute left in the first half, you're basically handing the Broncos three free points before they get the ball to start the second half. You just play it conservative there. I mean, what, they lose the game by two? Yeah. And, and, we, they, and they handed out three points there at the end. Of, so, yeah. I, but I think fundamentally, like, Josh Allen is what they have. Like, yeah. they're committed to it. They're going to, whatever happens, if they, if they tear it down and rebuild it, they'll do so around him. Of course. So what you have to crazy do, not to again. I don't want to make this sound like I'm not. I mean, no, I'm not going to. I guess, I get it. but he's Brett Favre, Dan. But, he's Bre- he is just like Brett Favre. But my point is, like, they have to build and maintain a roster that can that provides for some margin of error. And right now, what they're running out there on the field doesn't do that because of the injuries, because they haven't been able to to find you know reliable wide receiver talent in the draft. You know, so there are there are issues with this team that go well beyond Josh Allen, whereas Josh Allen's the same guy he's always been. It's just now they're just not built in a way that overcomes it as consistently as they did the last three or four years. Yeah, absolutely. So it brings us to an interesting question. And I, I, I raised this yesterday briefly. And it, it's a little bit of a complicated concept, but once you get it, you'll understand what I mean. In the AFC, if I told you right now, you have to try and compile the shortest list of teams you possibly can. And with your 
with your life savings depending on the outcome, you have to make sure the team that winds up in the Super Bowl is on it. Mm-hmm. How many teams? So the challenge is right. you got to put as few names on there as you can, mm-hmm. but you lose everything if you the team you yeah, the team that gets it. there isn't on it. How many teams are going to be on that list? Uh, Mahomes, Burrow. Uh, I'm sorry to do the quarterback thing, but no, it's Cincinnati, who's yeah. la- currently in last place in the right. AFC North, yeah. has to be on. I mean, they ripped off nine in a row last year, so they're capable of doing okay. it, including a playoff win against. the They Bills. know how to get there. So yeah, like so, I could, yeah. I could see those two. I, Is Buffalo on it? I don't think so. Every team you put on, let's do it this way. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to. Every team you put on it costs you a million dollars. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you ten million dollars. Yeah. Every team you put on it. We take a million dollars off, but if the this team is, that makes it isn't on their list, you get nothing. This is a terrible game because I would just pick all seven playoff teams and walk away with $3 million. But I get your point. I'll play but along. we don't know what seven <laughs> playoff teams are going to be yet. Yeah. Well, I think the, the Ravens are on it. The Chiefs are on it. The um, Bengals are on it. Um, Cleveland? You, you would risk millions nope. of dollars on Cle- the idea that Cleveland's yeah, not going to make it? I, could, I would put Cleveland on it also. but I, Jacksonville? I think, no. That's where I'm, I'm keeping that, Millie. I'm keeping that one in my pocket, Dan. Miami? Don't get scared, Dan. Get in here. Miami. The list is Cincinnati and Kansas City. That's it? <laughs> Dan's, Dan's keeping all his money. Bubba, you're no, you're not. Because, like, but you could get nothing. Those, guys, those teams get knocked out and you get nothing. So who, who do you like as your, as your sort of dark horse? I can't. I what know. if Deshaun Watson all of a sudden remembers how to play? Like, what if Deshaun Watson all of a sudden starts and being to the Super Bowl like he always like used to? I, I don't understand. Like, well, I mean, this, a team, great team. this team. He yeah. had the worst defense ever in Houston. Yeah. He may have the best defense in the league yeah. right now. I get what you're saying. Like, that's a, it's something that I would not uh, spend a million dollars on. I'd, I'd go ahead and put him in that conversation also. But I think the, the most interesting part of this conversation, I think the bills are further down. If we had to rank it, that yeah. might be a better way to do it. You get more money for being right and you rank the teams that yeah. way, I would put the Bills behind probably the Browns. I'd put the Bills. Ooh. Yeah. Dolphins? I, yeah, i put the Bills behind the Dolphins, I think, right now, too. Houston? Uh, no. No. No, 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 no. Okay. Josh Allen still has the, the potential to go off for three weeks in a row, but their issues on defense are a big problem to yeah, me. Yeah, and those guys aren't coming back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tredavious White and Matt Done. Milano, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's going to be there all year. They're not going to – I mean, they have a hard time overcoming that. They're going to have to score a ton of points and not turn the ball over four times. The AFC is – the, the, the real it's fantastic. thing I underline there is that it is so wide right. open. I'll leave it to Dan to say, no, it's two teams. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. One of them's well, in last I place. Think, I, forgot, I forgot the Steelers. One of them is – well, we all did. I, 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 as much as I love Mike Tomlin. Yeah. And we're going to get into that a little later in the show. They're going to gain more yards than their opponent. Nope. J- just as One a brief of these weeks. Uh, preview of it, we're going to get into a conversation later about how differently, and this is frequent, how differently national media sometimes views people from local media, which is to say, like, a lot of people in Pittsburgh are not that high on Tomlin. Yeah. Steeler fans are not that high on him. We love him. They're, I think he's the best coach in the league. Yeah, they're, they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess wrong is one way to describe they're, what they're, they they're are. wrong. Yeah. Uh, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive oh, makes gosh. bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy Spoiled. discount by combining Spoiled. your motorcycle, yes. RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. You guys are the best. Graz, Neek, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, coming up next year, I will give you my takes on all of this, plus Harbaugh, plus everything else. Stay close on ESPN Radio. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. The assembled members of the hashtag crew have assembled around us. Uh, there's so much more from last night's game than I was expecting to get into this morning, but it was incredible, and we will get everybody's thoughts on it in 30 seconds after this word from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com. Or just stop by. All right, they're all here. Uh, hashtag crew, hashtag Hembo, hashtag Bubba, and hashtag Cam. Let me start with you, Hembo. What was your number one takeaway from what was a, a, I mean, bordering on catastrophic loss for the Buffalo Bills last night? The Josh Allen experience has now reared its ugly head. I have defended Josh Allen through thick and thin, saying constantly that we're only allowed to point to the volume of turnovers if we always point if we also point to the volume of good. And up until last night, I was kind of holding that fort. But I, but I just can't do it anymore because not only has this defense regressed so much, it really has. But Josh Allen has not only not gotten better, but he's gotten worse. Like the reason you take the trade-off is because all of the explosiveness that his skill enabled you to produce. 
Over the previous three years, they ranked third in the league in those big plays. But right now, they rank 17th. Like, there's nothing that the Bills have to hang their hats on. And so not only has their Super Bowl window closed, but it's likely not a playoff team based on what we've seen from both sides of the ball the last month of the season. That's fair. But let's make it clear. See, the issue I have with what you're saying, it, you can lay a lot of this at the feet of the quarterback, and that's fair. But I want to make sure you're not also – that does not mean you're saying he's not a great player because I just pulled up – I mean, I could, I could just start running through the names of the teams in the National Football League. How many of them wouldn't trade quarterbacks with the Bills? Uh, no more than five. Without even looking at it, right? right? Like, I just literally pulled it up. In the AFC East, I mean, the Dolphins, in an honest moment, the Dolphins would trade quarterbacks with the Bills, right? You'd rather mm-hmm. have Josh Allen than Tua. No doubt. Right? Everyone else in the division, obviously. Ravens, Lamar? Uh, they would keep Lamar, I think. So let's say there's one. Cleveland, Cincinnati, Burrow, there's two. Jacksonville? Would, would Jacksonville rather have Josh Allen than, than Trevor Lawrence? They would probably keep Lawrence, I actually Right, that's say. maybe three. On the Houston? Contract. Houston would probably keep their guy now at this point. Okay, so that's four. Right. Kansas City is Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Chargers is, is, uh, is Herbert. That's They'd cool. probably keep their guy. Yeah. They'd keep their guy. Yeah, that's we'll the, six. Yeah, we'll say so. Well, that's six. I mean, that's six in the AFC alone. Now, the NFC is going to get much smaller. It's probably just Jalen Hurts. Right? I mean, in an honest moment, if you're Dallas, how much older is, is Dak than Josh uh, Allen? Uh, he, he was drafted. There was a th- uh, two-year difference in draft. So. So, so not that much age difference. So, Let me yeah. ask you a question. I'm looking yeah. right at you. Uh-huh. If you were not a fan of the Eagles, if, if you have no rooting interest in this, Let's say we're starting a whole other team right now, and it's going to be your team. Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen as your quarterback? I would take Jalen Hurts, but it's really, really close. That's what I mean. You're you're flipping a coin. We're talking about one unbelievable season that Jalen Hurts has. Outside of that, Josh Allen has been better. Yeah, Josh Allen's had three times as many great seasons as Jalen Hurts. We Uh would have. The the point is, a year and a half ago, we would have laughed at that question. But the point is, I think we've already seen the best of Josh Allen. I think that we may have already seen the best of him. You know, like when you pay the quarterback, which they did, and they should have done. Your roster starts to deteriorate. And what we are now seeing in Buffalo is what happens if your roster deteriorates and your quarterback doesn't get better. Like Patrick Mahomes is the exception, is always the exception. But Buffalo has an average roster around Josh Allen now. That was not the case previously. And over the course of time, that team deteriorates. The best team they ever had was the one in 2011. Yeah. When he walked off the field. Not 11. Excuse me, 2021. when they lost that final... 13 seconds. That was the best he had ever played, and that was the best team that they had. Like, their Super Bowl window probably closed that night. We just didn't know it yet. But that's how these things work in sports. It closed when Von Miller got hurt. If, if he had not gotten hurt last year, I still believe Buffalo would have wound up in the Super Maybe Bowl. So. Because he's one of the things they're missing. They have terrible injuries now. So, so that, but that's your big picture takeaways. And, and I agree with you. Look, is the Brett Favre comparison a good one to you? Pretty good. Are you old enough to have seen Favre like, through all of his heyday? Yes. Uh, enough of it, at least. I don't remember his, uh, his Super Bowl. Favre Favre really lost good. more big games on incomprehensible mistakes. Mm-hmm. The last great season Favre had was in Minnesota. It was the year that New Orleans wound up in the Super Bowl. So whatever year that is, the year uh, Breeze won. 2009. In, 2009. Favre, I thought, should have been the MVP of the league that year in Minnesota. He was brilliant. Pull up Favre's 2009 numbers in yeah. Minnesota. He went 12-4. and four. He threw 33 touchdowns against seven interceptions. He finished fourth in the MVP. Which is a joke. Year. I thought he should have been the MVP yeah, of the league. Great. And in the NFC Championship game, he threw the worst interception that cost them the game that you've ever seen in your entire life. He just threw, he just handed the Super Bowl to New Orleans. And, and so that's my point. Is every once in a while, he was so good. 
so brilliant, did so many incredible things. And again, Brett is, I mean, he's top 10, 12 quarterbacks that ever lived. Yeah. But we say the same thing about him then that we say about Allen now, which is if he could just get rid of that other stuff, he'd be the best. He was better than Peyton Manning. Oh, talent. He was much more talented than Peyton Manning, much more talented than Tom Brady, who were his contemporaries. Not even close. But they didn't hand games away seemingly every fourth game the way he did, and that's what made you insane, and that's why they won more than he did. And that's why Rodgers is historically a greater player because he did all that stuff without all the interceptions. Allen, I think, is going down that road. He'll be one of the, you know, 15 or 20 greatest quarterbacks ever, but is he ever going to win? Uh, well, he's not going to win with this iteration. They're going to have to rebuild this thing. Right, yeah, close. Greeny, do you know what the oldest team in the NFL is? Yeah, it's, you're going to tell me it's them. It's the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. This is not an old man's game. Right. You know, the, the Bills shot their shot. Between 2020 and 2022, they could have won the Super Bowl in any of those three years. They didn't get to the Super Bowl in any of those three years, and that's why it's about maximizing your windows, right? That's, that's when, when, when the best time to capitalize on success is when you're having it. The Bills might not have like that level of success, in a long time, if not ever. Like, it's not guaranteed. I don't think Sean McDermott's even going to be the coach of the Bills the next time they have a chance to win a championship. I don't think it's too soon to say that. Boy, these are great stats that I have sitting here. I, the, Allen is the sixth quarterback to lead the league in both passing touchdowns and interceptions through Week 10 or later since the merger. None of the previous five made the playoffs. So taking the good with the bad doesn't work, or, or maybe I should reverse it. Taking the bad with the good doesn't work. You cannot, I mean, again, the game was different then. It's even more conservative on that stuff now. So that is, they're in real trouble here. Let me get the other guys in on this. Cam, what's your big picture takeaway from a wild Monday night game? Yeah, I think it's the last thing that Hembo landed on. It's the window is closed for this version of the Bills. It is not closed for Josh Allen himself, I think. He's still 27. He'll probably have about 10 more years of pretty good football in the league. If they get a coach that can get them past that ceiling they kept running into the last couple of years mm. and get a So you're blaming this on Sean McDermott? Team. I think it's, it's not Are so you firing him? If they don't make the playoffs this year, are you changing coaches in Buffalo camp? Yes. I think they, they have reached their peak with this version of the team. They need to get younger, and they need a new coach. Bubba, are you changing coaches if this team misses the playoffs? Yeah, I think they. I don't think they will because they just signed to an extension through 2027, uh, but I think they should. Um, yeah, because I, I think he's. this is his seventh year there. I think it's just time for a new voice, and I think that's kind of the issue. I think he's a good coach. He'll get hired immediately somewhere else. It's not necessarily an indictment on him as a bad coach, but they just need something different, and it's time for something new. But I'm not entirely convinced they will hire someone else. I'll also say I'm, I'm taking Dak over Josh Allen. I, hmm. I, I, and I know obviously, I'm going to be a Dak homer, but – I, it's not like the stats are that. If you, I'm, I'm looking at the since Dak and Allen have been in the lead together, Dak has a higher completion percentage, more yards per game, way less interceptions, higher QB rating, and he missed it basically an entire season. So that's why Josh has more yards overall. I don't think it's like just a given that you're going to give it to Josh Allen. I mean, the things we would crush Dak on are the turnovers. Allen's a turnover machine way more often than Dak is. Right. Yes, Dak has had some issues for sure, but he had one year. I mean, Dak I, I would not had be upset if Josh Allen's my quarterback, but Dak is a, is a good quarterback, and I think he just gets slandered too often to say, "Oh, it's a given." It's Josh Allen. I, I'm sticking with Dak over Josh Allen personally. I think to it's I think it's yeah. close, and I, I, I the only thing for, for Josh sure, Allen, close, for sure. I, I would say I would trust him more in a big game than Dak, but I think overall is pretty comparable. 
Look, it is not slandering someone to say you would take Josh Allen ahead of them. I do think it's a good question. I think if you gave the 32 general managers in the NFL that choice, Allen would get picked more often than Dak. But they get things wrong all the time, too. I, have a question. I got a question for you. Go. Because like, you, have, you have made this point repeatedly. And it's, and it's what would worry me if I was waking up this morning as a fan of the Bills. Do you think that Josh Allen has old man skills? Which is to say, like, in, in three years, if they do this thing right and rebuild it from the studs and perhaps go into some kind of modified rebuild and they get good again. Is Josh Allen going to still be an, an MVP candidate? Like, do you see a cerebral quarterback? Because I don't know that I do. Like, what, what enables quarterbacks to age well is what's between their ears. And Josh Allen, in my judgment, is a quarterback who's, like, exudes the traits, right? Like, the physical stuff, what you can see, which is why we love him. But it's not obvious to me that Josh Allen sees the game, thinks the game, breathes the game the way that you would want a 30-something quarterback to see and think and breathe the game. Am I making sense? Yes, but 30 what? Which is to say he may not be there at 38 the way some of these guys have. But I, he'll still be there at 33, 34, 35. His physical talent is so extraordinary, it's not going away. He may not be as fast, but he'll still be plenty physically good enough. I, I think you certainly have a minimum of one more iteration of the Bills to build around him and maybe two. So I guess the question I'm asking is, you don't think that he's going to become something approximating Cam Newton? No, because I, I, I mean, I, I've been saying over and over again, Cam Newton just got hit too much. And, and Allen has to be concerned about that for sure. That concerns me. That part of it is, is the, maybe the bigger lot. concern, right, than the interceptions. So if, if, if Allen's talent gets beaten out of him, which is basically what happened to Cam Newton, the NFL didn't, A, did not protect quarterbacks then the way they do now. B, they did not protect Cam. I mean, the biggest complaint that I think you would have if you were a fan of Cam and his teams over the years is that they just didn't protect him the way they protected other quarterbacks, even at his heyday, even when he was the MVP of the league. Um, I believe that Josh Allen will be a top-level NFL quarterback for another, what did we say he is, 27? 27. Oh, at least six or seven more years, probably more. I think that you're right, but, but I think if you're going to be right there's going to have to be a change at the offensive coordinator position because I think Ken Dorsey is good at the job. I don't think Ken Dorsey is great at the job. And if I've seen stagnation from my quarterback, especially in the areas where he should be growing, like you should be growing mentally as a quarterback as you age, as you accrue knowledge, as you accrue experience. Can I ask you a question? Mm. What makes you think he's good at the job? Like you just said, I think he's good. I don't think he's great. What is it that gives you the impression he's good? That From the time the other guy left, the day ball left, to now they've just gotten worse and worse and worse, and the quarterback has gotten worse and worse and worse. But for all the negative things we're saying, it's still been a top-five offense functionally. But Basically, it has him. Sure. If you it put Josh Allen in on almost any team, they're going to have a highly ranked offense because he's so freaking good. Yeah. That's the point. I think that's right. Yeah. So that's right. I, don't, I don't have any reason to think he's good. If, if you had Ken Dorsey coordinating the offense for a bad team mm-hmm. or, or a, 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 a marginal team, then you'd find out if he's good or not. Yeah. All I know is he took over X and turned them into Y, and X is, and X is higher than Y. Mm. That, that's the only thing I can say with certainty. I don't, know, I don't know that he's bad at his job, but I certainly don't know that he's good. Ken I Dorsey think, also the QB coach for Cam for a while. Yeah, that is true. He's, I think huh. I think I think there's a real chance that they change offensive coordinators after this season. We will see. All right, a couple of different things to remind you of that if you ever miss anything on our show, we would love you to spend as much time with us as you can. 
You can catch up on both hours of the show in the Greeny podcast. It's available every day wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you also can um, listen to our show and watch it in the ESPN app. Click on watch, look for hashtag Greeny and enjoy. And you can also listen on uh, Sirius XM Channel 80. So all that is on the table. Next order of business is very important. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. Cam, you in particular will appreciate this. So yesterday, because we felt we had to, and because we care about, as much as we give Hembo a hard time, we care about him here on this show. Uh, he's been my right hand now for a decade. And um, he was dressed like he an idiot. He literally wears your pants. He, he, he was dressed like an idiot yesterday. He was dressed like, like the Muppets, Ernie and Bert, combined their outfits together. He was wearing a checkered uh, button-down shirt, like a plaid almost button-down shirt, with a horizontally striped, very tight hoodie pulled over it, being worn not so much as a hoodie as like a sweater. So the collar was very much available. And frankly, you looked like someone who had gotten dressed in pitch black darkness. Don't forget the pants. Too. Uh, and, <laughs> and the boots. <laughs> yeah, everything about very, the, outfit, very tight the outfit pants. was the pants were candidly uncomfortably tight for you or me and uh, well I, I don't know if they were comfortable to wear they made all of us uncomfortable outstanding haircut though and then yeah and his haircut no i think the haircut is <laughs> leave argu- the hair out of this arguably the worst part of it all <laughs> like if we started comparing like if we could break down the number of different muppets that 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 hembo <laughs> looks like because his hair looks like one and the shirts look like another and then none of them would wear those boots but anyway the point of it is he dresses worse than any Muppet. And uh, we felt obligated to point that out yesterday. And I wondered how your wife, Lizzie, whom we all know is a stylish person, how she would react to this. Well, boys, I'm delighted to tell you. We got the response that I think was necessary. Hembo, take it from there. Yeah, she was, she was mortified. Uh, she did not watch the show yesterday. So the first that she saw of me was when I walked through the door upon my arrival at home at 1 o'clock. <laughs> And I kid you not, before she said hello, before she asked me how my day went, she said something approximating, you look ridiculous. And then she described my outfit, guys, as, quote, divorceable. (laughs) Not a word. Made it a word. She described my outfit as divorceable. And Mm -hmm. so to prove her wrong, I posted a link on my Instagram in which I asked, does my ensemble work? in which I just posted a picture of myself wearing this outfit with a poll question. And as it turns out, no, you idiot, got 72% of the vote. Well, see, and that's the point, because the people who are responding to that are your biggest fans, too. So <laughs> the truth is, if you were to ask that question to, a, um, to an impartial audience, it would have been like 92%. And the 8% who would have said yes are the blind they would have been people who, ha- who do not have the gift of sight because there's literally no one. And I don't know why this has to be explained to you. Oh, I'm seeing it again now. The sleeves tucked over the top of the I thing also. I thought it was a nice accent. No, it's not a nice accent. There's nothing. It's, it's, it's accentuating the horribleness of everything about it. You're wearing horizontal stripes with a, with a check patterned shirt. It's divorceable. It is divorceable. I mean, I may, I may, I may get divorced because your clothes were so hideous yesterday. That how unimaginably bad it was and and so as a consequence what did she then say like what are we going to do about this she provided no solution but she furthered her disgust by complaining to me by scolding me for the fact that now basically once a week 
like my appearance is so distracting that it interrupts actual content on this show. That's true. And that bothers her as a fan of the show. Like she wants to hear us talk about sports and she can't because I'm because my appearance is so off-putting. I think that's right. My wife thinks this. Yeah, I didn't even that's the point because most days, well, let's put it this way. I never like what you're wearing, but most days I can tolerate it enough that I don't have to point that out. But like yesterday, there was just no way to do a show. <laughs> like that looked like you had lost a bet. That's <laughs> like back in the old Mike and Mike days. If we lost a wager, if 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 I had lost, if I lose the you know the March Madness shoots of integrity <laughs> wager, I have to wear that outfit. Uh, you just chose to wear it, I assume, because you liked it. Yes, unironically. So yeah, and I mean the irony of that was not lost on any of us. <laughs> All right, coming up, we'll explain why today is a very, very, very big day for us, and hopefully for you too. That's after this on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Be with you on ESPN Radio, where you can be a part of Greeny Nation. On the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of a nice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Well, I hope that this news is not sneaky. Sneaky big news. But it most certainly is big for all of us here at ESPN and hopefully for you as well. With the increased significance of gambling in the sports landscape and across our culture, candidly, with uh, sports gambling becoming legalized at this point practically everywhere in a different variety of ways, Uh, As you are hopefully aware, ESPN is diving into that starting today. A new app called ESPN Bet will be available starting this afternoon. It is not currently available, but it will be later today. And when it launches later today, you will see me as a part of it. 
I am going to be picking a special market every single week. That's what we are calling a special bet, just a special proposition bet, a special prop bet for you. And this week I have chosen two really good ones for Thursday night. To get this thing started in in style, the app comes out today on a Tuesday, Thursday night. We have a huge game, Baltimore-Cincinnati. And so I've created two prop bets that surround the quarterbacks. One will be about the combined yards of Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. The other will be about combined touchdowns for Burrow and Lamar. It'll be called Seeing Green. It'll be easy to find on the app. You will see a picture of me. And again, that will be there as ESPN Bet launches this afternoon. And then I will have different specials in there for you regularly. And I will certainly let you know about them here. And I will let you know about them later on social media. So if you follow me at ESPN Greeny on Twitter and Instagram and on threads, the moment the app goes live, I will post the special bet. So you will be able to see it there. You'll be able to download the app. You'll be able to go right in and choose whichever side of it you like if you are interested in gambling. And again, I've said it. I've been saying this forever. I have been in favor of legalized gambling, and I'm talking about it on the radio since before Mike and Mike started. I was talking about this in my days, (coughs) pardon me, hosting talk shows in Chicago. I've always believed that gambling should be legalized. I've always believed it should be more regulated than it was when it was just the wild, wild west. I think we're getting to a better and better place now, and that will continue to get better. So I'm thrilled to be a part of this. I've been saying this part of it for 30 years as well. Never, ever, ever bet money you can't afford to lose. That's how you get in trouble. That's how you ruin your life. So you should never, under any circumstances, Place a bet where you cannot easily afford to lose the money. If you don't do that and you do this because you enjoy it for any other reason, then I fully endorse it and I am thrilled to be a part of it. And again, it will launch uh, today. The app is called ESPN Bet. Yeah, there are 17 states already for which this app is available. I've had the chance to check out the interface. It is magnificent. I keep using the word interface every time I mention this to you. I have to confess, I don't really know what that means. What is interface? Just basically what it looks like, how functional it is. So why can't you say that? I've been able to check out the app, and it looks cool. Why do you have to say the interface? Don't you understand what you are doing to people my age? Hmm. When people your age say, I've had a chance to check out the interface, that's where you lose me. That's when people my age become intimidated. Ooh, I don't know what an interface is, but I don't want to ask that question. It's like back in the day. I don't know if they even have this anymore, but they used to tell you if you wanted to buy a car, this car has rack and pinion steering. Yeah. And I would just nod my head as though I had some idea what that meant. What the hell does rack and pinion steering mean? How do you even spell it? I don't even know what. Is that one word, two words, or three words? Is it rack and pinion steering? Is it rack and pinion steering? Or is it rack and pinion steering? I never knew that in my whole life, and I was too ashamed to ask. So you know what I did? I didn't buy the car because I didn't know what they were talking about. So don't tell me about the interface. I want people to go on the app. Just tell them it looks cool. So you don't like my haircut? I hate your haircut. You don't like my outfits? I mean, today's a little better. And you don't like my vocabulary. Uh, yeah. What do you like? Why am I here? You make me better at my job. Like, I mean, you are, you are, this is a purely professional <laughs> relationship. I mean, you, you, you give me more information than anyone else has ever, than everyone else in my life has given me combined. But please, for the love of God, don't say interface again. By the way, information like, I told you to play the Broncos plus the seven yesterday. And you were right. Look, if you listen to the show... We are going to make you money. And the social science literature is clear. People like free money. And so all you have to do is listen, place the bets that we tell you to, and you're going to come out winning more often than not, as we have for the last two or three years. 
So download ESPN Bet. The interface is magnificent. By the yeah. way, it was like when Larry David was the car salesman in Curb, and they're like, what is the, I see one is GT and the other is GTS. It's like, oh, uh, GTS is guaranteed tremendously safe. <laughs> and so the other one is just guaranteed tremendous? Yes. That, that's what I mean. Like, does anyone know? You guys are probably too young to even know what I'm talking about. Did you ever hear the expression rack and pinion steering? Uh, I have not. I've, I've, I've heard of it. I've I, don't heard know, I don't know what it means. It used yeah. to be on all the TV commercials. Like you would hear on it, if you're watching a commercial, you know, you're watching a ball game and they come out, oh, this car has rack and pinion steering. Yep. And I sat there going, I have no idea what that means. And if I went into a, a, an auto dealership, if I was going to buy a car, first car I bought, little, um, was a little uh, Volkswagen. And I went into the guy and I said, uh, you know, tell me about this car. And he, he said, uh, he said, it's got rack and pinion steering. <laughs> and I said, well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And I left. And I didn't buy the little Volkswagen because I it, it was it was a head rack and pinion steering. Do you it's, want to know what it means? Yeah, rack and pinion steering uses a gear set to convert the circular motion of the steering wheel into the linear linear motion required to turn the wheels. See, you've lost me. I mean, you've, why do I need to know that? Like, how is that helping me to know that? Like, are you telling me uh, cars that don't have that, the wheel doesn't turn the car? Meaning, well, if you don't have interface. that form of steering, then if I turn the wheel to the left, the car just doesn't do anything? It just keeps going on a straight line? I mean, every car does that. <laughs> what, do you prefer rack or pinion steering? Well, that's what I'm saying. Can I just have the pinion steering? <laughs> I mean, why do I have how to have both steering? of these? So you how thought about... rack and pinion was, was one word? I had no idea what it meant. I, I, I never, they would just say, they, rack and pinion steering. Why haven't you Googled that? Uh, well, I mean, because I well, didn't have it. Google back at this point. Yeah. You, you, what year this, was this? this yeah, but this has been bothering like in the you 1980s. for. the 1980s. Oh. This has been bothering you for 40 years and you never <laughs> once looked it up? <laughs> I may have, but I just forgot what it turned out to be because it didn't make any difference until now when Hembo described our brand new business venture as an interface. Is it not beautiful? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The screen is beautiful. The interface is magnificent. The interface is, I'm going to punch you in Just the head. The app is nice. Highly the functional. app works great. But the, the app has an interface, and it's very, very functional. Thank you, Cam. It's, it's, impl- it's implied. What the, 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 it's not implied. What okay? It needs to be said. What is the interface? <laughs> Like, yeah, because that's I mean, what word are you using, and why like are the, you using it? It's like the structure of the app and yeah. how usable. That's why you can just say the app. Why is can't you just say that? The functionality, because we have a word for it. It's interface. It's rock and pinion. That's a terrible word. Like, the app is great. That's all you have to say. That's right. The app is dope. Like if I said the app is dope, okay. it's a dope app. Now, that you sound, now you're really showing years your younger age. than you are. You're telling me that that's not an appropriate thing to say. I mean, I wouldn't promote the app that way. I mean, it's far too juvenile. Greeny says the app is dope. You're the Downloaded face of the network saying the app is dope. Hembo says the interface is outstanding, and thus if we put those together, what we come up with is Hembo is a dope. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.